Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, my talkers, it's Tuesday. We're hanging out with Lori and Julia, and it's that time about to be that time for Study of Duh. But until then, we've got more Hollywood news to get to. We do. Okay, so just a little, you know, movie shade that's happening oh, going on right now. So remember last week, um, Midnight in the Switchgrass, the movie that Megan Fox is the FBI yes, yes, agent, yes. like a Billy Reed. Yes. Um, and This uh, is where she met Machine Gun Kelly. Kelly Colton. Filming, Colton. Filming this. Colson Baker, a.k.a. Okay. Machine Gun Kelly. Anyway, and they didn't go to the premiere, and their public, her publicist said it was, you know, because of the COVID that things were yes. heating up, but it, people were just basically saying, no, the movie is really bad, so they just didn't go. And Lala Kent from Vanderpump Rules... Her boyfriend, her husband, directed this movie. Oh, so she okay. threw shade on those two for not coming. And um, well, I would too. My yeah. Well, yeah, okay. On. Here's What's what the Machine Gun Kelly just uh, he right. posted. Uh, I mean, this is what he just tweeted. This was maybe yesterday. If I don't talk or tweet about a movie I'm barely in, it's because it's. And then it was just the trash emoji oh, with the wastebasket yeah, and somebody. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, he, yeah. that's what he had to say about it. Well, Emil Hirsch, who's also in the movie, Emil Hirsch, we he have hasn't not been heard in of anything him for quite a while. Anything. Anyway, he politely, you know, disagreed. So, you know, little boy, boy uh, crap right there but that that's the mild extent of it but yeah that's uh i looked it up on rotten tomatoes and um how bad like i think was it i didn't write it down i want to say it was in the 20 maybe grant can oh, look that's it up horrible yeah it wasn't it wasn't good it wasn't good 16 percent. excuse me i'm rotten tomatoes wow yeah that's oh so Randall Emmett is the director. I just like the title of the movie, Midnight in the Switchgrass. It just it sounds like it would have been a good book or something. Yes, it or does sound like a, it good would be a good movie. I mean, it just it brings to mind like the crawdad where the crawdads sing. You know, why are they ever going to make that into a movie? Who the hell knows? That book is still on the New York Times bestselling list. Yeah, and I guess Colson Baker, aka M- Machine Gun Kelly, is not even in the movie very long. She takes, she tussles with, he's a sleazy, alleged sex trafficker, you know, and she tackles him. Oh. That's how they met. That's how they met. Yeah. Sparkle. Right (laughs) away. Cosplay. (laughs) You're so funny. Anyway, but they did bond. They did really, she, 
they do have this intense fight scene. Okay, and that's and they, they hadn't met before this movie. Well, this is another situation where Machine Gun Kelly had a poster on his wall of Megan Fox. Yes. When he was a kid, kind of a la Katie Holmes of Tom Cruise. Yeah, because she was just maybe, right. whatever, five years older than he is. And you but- met Donnie Love, Donnie Love, Donnie um, Osmond. He was on your wall. Yeah, that's right. That was mm-hmm. a dream coming true. That was a dream. How is Donnie? Wow, he's getting ready for his residency at Harrah's in that's Vegas. That's right, that he's splitting time with a hologram yeah. of his former person he used to perform with, Whitney Houston. No. That's where her hologram is. Yeah, but it's not performing at the same time as Donnie. I, I know. Oh, Don't get rumors going. But anyway, just, Machine, Megan Fox fell in love with him so hard, and she was so sick of Brian, Brian Austin Green bossing her around <laughs> for the last 15 years. He called Lori all no, the time and would she complain. she was 20 when she... This is the problem when you're 20 and you get together with a guy who's 15... Mm. 20, 25 years older. If you're only 20, they're going to be too bossy. You don't want to get in the habit of getting bossed around. Okay, you're so funny. Grant, what poster did you have on your wall that we need to know about? Oh, man. mine. If you, if you get an opportunity, who was it? Gosh, back then, back when I was in high school, yeah. J-Lo. I had one at J-Lo, yeah. if they were looking that perspective. But otherwise, I was a big sports guy, so like Shaquille yeah. O'Neal, Michael Jordan. Yeah. But J-Lo, I had, I had a couple J-Lo posters. posters okay, yeah. J-Lo was on the wall. I right? mean, I started putting up Tiger Beat we pictures like in fifth or... Or maybe, maybe I was like in sixth grade when I... Really we all did, Lori. Had my own money, though, to buy my Tiger Beats. Because uh-huh. my mom was not really that keen on buying that. I used my babysitting money so I could get my posters. You know? Put them up everywhere in my room. You know? I know. Now, yeah. what do people do? We don't even print out pictures anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that I think kids might still get stuff and put up on posters. their walls. And, yeah, you know, I you still... So. You can get posters. You can get that stuff at, like... The electric fetus and down the valley and cool people with their I don't know I gotta I I I would just lose all hope if I thought that kids did not decorate their walls. No, Lori, I know they do. They, they do. do. I think they. What is this terrible rumor you're trying to get I don't going know, but today, Julia? How hot Julia? is it out there right now? I don't know. Ninety five. Ninety two. Ninety three. Oh, humid. that's not bad. Yeah. Okay. He said it was going to be god awful. That's not. Well, horrible. tomorrow's the god awful. Well, Ninety seven with the potential of a hundred and solid, just pure humidity. All right. Yeah. So yeah. The day. God. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That that tomorrow is the day to be as calm and quiet and cool as possible because it'll be a dangerous day for. Elderly and babies and people over sweating. All right. And not getting hydrated. All Dangerous right. hot jewels. All right. All right. Okay. If you want to know about the jungle uh cruise, you know that movie's been delayed for like a year and a half. Emily Blunt and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. She had a her outfit was by Skipperelli, and I saw both Entertainment Tonight and Extra, and they must have been at the premiere. And it's not attractive. Well, you know, it, it could belong in the ugly uh, blouse hall of fame or it could belong in the great blouse hall of fame. It just depends on what kind of a proportion person you are. Her waist is so tiny and her pants, it was kind of giving me like a modern vibe of Catherine Hepburn and the African queen. 
Well, and also a modern vibe of the pirate shirt that Jerry yeah. Seinfeld wore. Yeah, okay, that's it. We too. loved our puffer shirts yeah, back in the day. I know, mean, we so, all wore them, so she's maybe that is right around the corner is the puff. Yeah, I don't know. I, she can pull it off because the pants balance it out. Okay, I thought for fashionistas. You know, did we post this picture? Well, we didn't, but you know, we we did post Justin Bieber and 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 his wife Haley. Uh, I mean, like. Uh, Rich people style all of a sudden. I mean, she's always been able to do that, but he's in a tuxedo and they're at an art gallery. Oh, these two. He is grow. He's grown up. The Rock? No, Bieber. Oh, Bieber. Oh, they are. I mean, Since if you look at month? this photo of him, it's like rich, rich. You know, he's putting on his rich man pants. He's taken off his. Skateboard pants and, and his funny tennis his beanie shoes. and his Crocs and now he's in a tuxedo and his wife who always is just I mean she's a gorgeous woman she is that Faye Dunaway thing too she looks older yeah than her right. you know she's got such Kate. a sophisticated yeah. she's wearing um, a lingerie panel I, Lori okay <laughs> now this is something okay so I just want people to know this is a great idea for the bedroom. The this lingerie outfit, panel. The lingerie panel. Okay, and so what it is, is it's <laughs> lace is put in strategic areas. Peekaboo that, places. But not even peekaboo. No, just it's you on could. your legs. Yeah. And then you have the black satin in places that are. This looks like velvet. You don't want a boo. Velvet, Julia. Well, that'd be too kind, hot. Okay, but maybe some other kind of rich luxe material we okay. can't even think of right now. We can't now. even think of. We can't even think of the word for it. Right. We've never experienced <laughs> it. We're not seamstresses <laughs> here, and it's been a long time since sewing class. But you know, it's like some kind of beautiful. But I love, I love be, the idea of the peekaboo lingerie panel. I'm oh. just gonna look them up and see where I can buy some. Yeah, no, they're amazing. So they look gorgeous. Peekaboo but, panels. Uh, Emily Blunt, and Dwayne Johnson, uh, basically seventy. Two percent. People like this movie. It's a cheesy but fun movie, and it's based on the longtime Disney theme park ride, which I vividly. The Jungle Book. No, Jungle Jungle Cruise. Cruise. Okay. I vividly remember when I went to Disneyland in California and went on this thing, and it. Oh, Julia, I don't want to give away my age, but it might have been when. Not when that thing opened, but it was relatively new. And I was like in, we were driving back from the Philippines. So I would have been like in going into third grade. I could wow. back up the, and that was so exciting. And I have a vivid remember of the teacups. Eight is really a perfect age, I think, to like go to a place like that. Oh, you know, wow. it's such a vivid memory I, going on that ride. Yeah. Because I didn't go to Disney World until... I went to Daytona Beach spring break when I was 21. I went for the first time in eighth grade. Yeah, I just went one time uh-huh. between second and third grade, right. and it is beyond vivid. And I've never gone back because I was like, how can it top what was in my imagination? We, we, we got a kids. picture with Alice in Wonderland. No, Lori, we went back because we went down there to, with when we saw them sing The Little no, Mermaid. I know, but I'm just saying. You oh, know, we like went going back on for rides work. and, right. yeah, you know, for fun. Going to Anaheim for fun and going to Disneyland. It's really, you know, would probably be a fun I have a little. Getaway. I have a little Disney World fact. Yeah. Disney World is twice the size of Manhattan. Yeah. The Disney Park in Florida covers 43 square miles oh, mm-hmm. and Manhattan is just 22. Yeah. That's another reason why I like Disneyland. Yes. It, it, because it is smaller and... 
you can fly right in. I think uh, Sun Country flies right into uh, you Orange. know Orange County. Yes, John Wayne. John, John Wayne. Wayne. You're right there yeah. at yep. that airport, and it's so nice because there's all those little beach towns. I know that's a cute. It's area. kind of yeah, Huntington. Kind of, and, yeah, yeah. Yep. La Jolla, or, yeah, La Jolla, Torrey Pines. Well, that's a little more well, south. That's a little Florida, bit more that's south. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, that's true. But, all right. You know, if you're there for a week. <laughs> you can head take the Amtrak down uh, south, yeah. If you're extra time and you yeah. want to go to Alaska, it's not too far away. Well, either. I mean, I don't advocate just like, you know, that. I always think turn and make it be a longer trip. <laughs> oh, but you my could gosh. go there for three nights and just do a little Disneyland. You and, could. Yeah. You could. All right. Fun. So we've got we've got to come back. It's time for the dirt alert. All right. This is a my talk dirt alert. Holly, good afternoon. We don't have any idea what you're bringing to us today for the dirt, but we know it'll be good. Bringing you some celebrity real estate news. Okay. In the form of Matt Lauer. I Mm. saw this. He's listing his Hamptons estate yet again after it's glided on and off the market for the past several years without a buyer. Now, Matt Lauer's not budging on the price. He's still asking for $43.995 million. It's a beautiful piece of property. I looked at it. I just looked at the pictures. (laughs) 12 bedrooms, 12 bathrooms. How many acres? Uh, It must be on a beach side, I guess. You know, I can't. He's got a dock. To that. He has he's a, got do- a dock. Yeah. He's got a pool. Yeah, so he's be- he's oceanside. Right. Yeah, so uh, he listed it back in June of 2019 for 44.8 million dollars, uh, and then no offers, no takers. Then it came back on the market uh, later that year for 43.99 million dollars. Still no offers. Then the listing was removed. Came back last September. And then they took it off the market, and now it's back on. And you know what is uh, it's bad beautiful. timing, though, is that uh, Ronan Farrow's Catch and I Kill HBO show and episode four called The Producer is so damning and mm. horrible about mm. Matt Lauer and NBC and the Harvey Weinstein, Harvey knew stuff about Matt Lauer and that he held it over. I mean, it's so dirty and awful and how long it went on and everybody knew. Yeah. It's really a scandal. An open secret. You know, you learn about the open secret uh, of Harvey Weinstein over at NBC in the book Catch and Kill mm-hmm. and just the executives over there not wanting to cross Harvey they, Weinstein. Yeah, they killed a fact. And they get, the thing that was so great in this episode is that Ronan Farrow's the cameraman producer that he they were a duo investigating stories the fact that when he just couldn't believe he had got into journalism and being produced right. by watching the insider, the story about when CBS and the tobacco, Al Pacino, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the, the new, the, this new story will win out. The tr- people will hear the truth. And he couldn't believe all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. That NBC News at the highest level killed the story because uh, Oppenheimer, you know, had r- written screenplays and wanted to keep a, I guess, a leg in screenplay world with his connection with Harvey. And Harvey had the good, he knew blackmailable stuff on Matt Lauer. So he's blackmailing basically NBC. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah. Now, some updates on this property. It is on 6.3 acres, uh, 14,000 square feet. Now, Richard Gere used to own this house. Mm. He initially wanted $65 million wow. for it, but Matt Lauer bought it for a bargain in 2016 for $36.5 million. He's He's, I, I don't know. I'm just, you know, if I were like a fancy billionaire's wife or whoever's going to buy this place, I don't know that I'd want to live in Matt Lauer's house. That's my other point. I know. About the whole catch and kill. I just think, doesn't anybody know that that show is going on? Huh? <laughs> exactly. Well, I think to your point, you guys, this house is a little cursed. People yeah. don't want to move into it. You yeah. don't want to be the person to buy Matt Lauer's mm. Hamptons estate. So it will be interesting to see if he drops the price more yeah. for some billionaire bargain hunters. Right. <laughs> so so I've got some casting news for you guys. I think you'll be interested. Okay. Regé Jean Page. He's going to be starring in a reboot of The Saint. We love this. So, The Saint, the original series starring Roger Moore back in the 60s, was remade into a movie in the 90s starring Val Kilmer. Now is going to be remade starring Regé John Page. He's going to executive uh, produce uh, The Saint reboot for Paramount. This is, like, perfect for him. Yes. Now, he's going to also be in Paramount's Dungeons & Dragons before that with well, Chris Pine right. and can... Michelle Rodriguez. Okay. Yeah, so this Holly, do you fun. know about the original show, the Roger Moore show, The Saint? Do yeah. you know that show? Because I don't, and I know Julia doesn't. I I've seen it. You have? Yeah. Well, it's a it's a spy thriller. It's a spy okay. Thriller, yes, The Saint. You know, it was kind of around the time of the Man from Uncle. Okay. And James Bond. So lots of yeah, the CIA and M five and all that stuff. Exactly. So it has a similar tone to it. He'll be great. I mean, he's so dapper and debonair. He's perfect. Exactly. And he was too young to ever be Bond. At his age. Oh, very true. So he gets to play the saint and said, <laughs> Stephen Dorff is apologizing to Scarlett oh, Johansson. What is he what? been? Why? Going? He did this interview two weeks ago. Oh, no, but it's but he went double down on it. Like, he, what is wrong with him? So he says he feels bad for trashing Scarlett Johansson and her movie Black Widow a couple of weeks ago when he did an interview in the U.K., now, Stephen Dorff was caught by TMZ in Los Angeles, and he said that he sent a, a little note. Oh, he, that he didn't mean to. He was using, and when you did read his whole quote in context, 
Mm-hmm. But we were loving it when it happened because we were like, oh, God, I love it when somebody is completely unfiltered and really tells us what they think of Hollywood. Right. They're not giving you publicist approved oh. talking points. So this happened in an interview with the UK's Independent magazine where Stephen Dorff said that I still hung out on the good bleep because I don't want to be in Black Widow. It looks like garbage to me. It looks like a bad video game. I'm embarrassed for those people and I'm embarrassed for Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Now he's walking back his talking points yeah. Stephen Dorff saying that the reporter got me in a moment where I was bleep talking a little bit well he was trash talking and I don't think you should blame the reporter Stephen just own that you were trash talking and you don't want to be in a Marvel movie yeah yeah I mean just own that part of it now that's a publicist told him to say that yeah now he's being insincere because he just would have normally just told us I was trash talking. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, there is a little interesting twist to this. So, Steven Dorf actually was in a Marvel movie, technically. Oh, that's right. He was in the original Blade with Wesley Snipes, and Blade is a Marvel superhero. That was back in 1997. Blade is getting the reboot mm-hmm. treatment, so I wonder if his people are like, dude, dude Steven, you could be in this. You could be in this. Yeah. You could get a lot of money. You could become high profile again instead of trash talking Scarlett Johansson and to he the was kind of Wasn't he kind of promoting some movie that we're probably not going to see? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, he was really great in uh, True Detective, oh, I thought. He really, was he? Yes, he yeah. was great. We like we hadn't yeah, seen we him in him. a long time. Mm-hmm. I like him. This this is just an unfortunate thing, and it was so silly to slam such a great movie. Well, but when you read the whole interview, right, but it was no one just, ever does. But we read all the. Uh, he didn't just slam her. He said all kinds said, of amazing things. In he this really interview. was on fire. Yeah. Very much so. Let's catch up with Martin Screlly, the pharma bro who's behind bars. His one of a kind Wu Tang Clan album, Once Upon a Time in Shaolin, has been sold by the U.S. government today. Oh, really? Like to pay fines or something? Yes. Did he own the only copy? I remember when he bought this and people lost their minds. Yes, this is the only copy of this Wu-Tang Clan album that exists. It's a -a one-of-a-kind album, and Martin Shkreli bought it. People were extremely upset that Mm -hmm. he purchased it. Now, the U.S. government is not saying the buyer or the sale price of the album, not being revealed by prosecutors because they're saying there's a confidentiality provision in the contract. Martin Mm -hmm. Screlly serving a seven-year prison sentence for securities fraud, and he's been ordered to surrender the album as part of a forfeiture judgment of about $7.4 million. Well, I suppose it's in his safety deposit safe. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, and one can only hope. That the person who now has this Wu-Tang Clan album will truly, truly enjoy it. Yeah. And share it with the children. Uh, FX and the New York Times extending their relationship this after framing Britney Spears, their documentary that aired on FX and Hulu was such a big hit. Mm -hmm. So they have ordered additional documentary films that will air under the New York Times Presents banner. Uh, No word yet on who they're going to be making documentaries about, but if it's any indication, uh, it's going to cause conversation. I think they're going to do a story about Matt Lauer oh, because God. based on that that show, the Catch and Kill show, Holly, when the, when that producer, after he quit NBC because of how NBC swept it under the rug and Ronan Farrow basically was let go, um, he went to the New York Times and they did they did the first report on Matt Lauer. That was the story they took. The next day he was fired. Well, geez, I hope they do. I hope they I do hope too. they really do something with Matt Lauer there. There's a lot yeah. to be told about that mm-hmm. story. But we don't have time now. All right, we we'll no. don't.
And now it is time for... A duh. 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 This is the study of duh with noted academic journal skimmer, Lori. Everybody knows. Uh, yeah, everyone knows that, duh. Everybody knows. That's how Everybody knows. Oh, my goodness, you guys. What? There's so many good studies constantly happening. It's just a real... It's almost become more work trying to find the right ones to share. Doing do or die with the studies, you know, uh, letting you know what, what will be of more. So much hard work yeah. done here inside the Yeah, Montag you know, Studios. really, like some studies should make the cut, yet they don't. But here is one, and this is, um, uh, I think it's a study of duh, but um, two in two out of three new parents admit that they just wing it. Through the first year of their kid's life. <laughs> you totally do. You have no idea what you're supposed to so do. So this is a duh, right? Absolutely. have no idea what you're supposed to do. And there's really... And why? Because children don't come with an instruction manual. <laughs> no, but parents should have classes. Yeah, but you yep. know, that's not how it works. No, it isn't. Um, they just come. Two out of three parents of infants say they haven't a clue what they're doing and that... Uh, at least for under one, 68% feel like they're pretty much winging it most of the time. Um, especially those first six months. Because oh. it's all so dazzling. And I thought this one made the cut today because we have a little, like, three-month-old. We do. The little glam baby is in my house and staying with us. And little Bruce. And he's just, he's three months. And, I mean, he's not that much different from Casey. Really. He, he, Sleeping, farting, um, napping, <laughs> burping. Uh, burping, then needing to have bursts of energy and laying down. No, but just he's so sweet. He's the sweetest. Sweetest. He doesn't cry. Yeah. Well, wow. I think he. I think he. You know, does. I'm, but we've. He's such a happy baby. Yeah. Isn't that kind of like winning the lottery when it you is get one? Well, your first one. I mean, wow, well, how fun! But he is. Uh, now this is a theory. He's a. He was well cooked. Yes, he's a big baby. He was a big baby. Big baby. And um, my mom passed this theory on to me, but she's like, the bigger the baby, because she was always, she was marveled and proud of the fact that I was an eight pound baby and she was a 17 year old, you know, uh, Air Force bride who lived on chicken noodle soup and popcorn. Right. right. And back in the day when our parents used to smoke cigarettes and drink wine when we my were pregnant. Mo- my mom didn't drink or smoke. She was 17. My, da- my, my mom she was hadn't... still in high school. Okay, <laughs> so, so she was just a teenage bride with good genes. There you and go. Just yeah. had the healthiest baby possible. But she's like, you were so fat and delicious. <laughs> you were the easiest baby Jeez. because right. you, you were so you content. Ate and yeah, you just slept and you were bigger right. and so so anyway, but yeah, uh, so what else did parents say? Who do they want to get advice from? Their number one choice, solid uh, 60%, their baby's pediatrician oh, is yes. number one. Oh, yeah. I kind of thought it might be mom. I, I kind of actually am thinking, like, okay, who? Pediatrician for, you know, then, then it was... Um, Friends or family okay. at forty three percent, and then you know online t- 
tied basically at 42 percent well that's because you can ask any question now back in the day we had to look in a book right but i mean even online can send you down a terrible oh, rabbit you hole. do not want to go down uh whatever dr md web md yeah never go down a web md hole it will scare you to death it, it, but all of it three out of four parents said that that's overwhelming and then they don't know what to do so therefore they go back to winging it absolutely yeah it's a full circle. It is. I full, get it. I totally circle. get that. Okay. All right. Here's another uh, study of duh. Jeez, um, this is sad but true. The more money you make, the longer the longer you have to live. Why? That is, you know, because what? that is a duh. But yes, having money means you're healthier. Means you can buy vegetables. Yeah. I mean, you can true. buy. I mean, until we have a socioeconomic you thing, can get more your dental, quality. You can get your teeth worked on. You, things that, you know, you can go to the doctor. Right, more. Do yeah. right. This, 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 this is, uh, it seems like a duh, but they've... How much longer do we have to live? Well, I don't Julia, have that much money. The thing that was interesting... <laughs> How many years? <laughs> the thing that was interesting about this study that really caught my eye, because I was just like, this is a duh, you know? Okay. That... You know, that if you have more money, you know, you'll have better health, you'll live longer. This just seems to, but this was interesting because they studied only um, twins or siblings within like three years of each other. Hmm. And so one, and so based on their economic stature, well, they also, status. well, they also, you know, they wanted to just see, you know, uh, within a family, you know, like. Does it affect someone versus another person if you have a money? family with higher net worth right. and you kind of have the more of the same? I don't know what their thinking was, but that's that was the part that caught my eye. Fantastic! You don't see that kind you guys of specific. Think, do you think you would want to know your expiration date if you if someone just no. told you? All right, no. Let's just back into it. All right, just think bigger, just I for a half question. a second, uh, just half a second. I'm so superstitious about these okay. types of things. All right, things. but like, Grant, if you knew, you know, mm. if everybody knew, all right. So Lori's got oh, her God, ear. I, don't, I need can't to even leave talk. the room. I can't even. Oh, have it this. isn't even that big of a deal, Lori. You've <laughs> already <laughs> got your funeral file. No, Julia, I haven't updated it for a long time. I've been but you were so proud of it for so long. Well, I know, but that's when the end seemed far, far away. Now I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh Okay, but if you knew you're going to live till 93 and you backed into it, I mean, like, I'm not talking click close. Okay, I'm talking. what is your question? My question is, would that be something if you ever wanted to back into that and figure out your life? I'm, and I'm talking from a financial thing. Like, you know your no, end date. No, no, Julia. Grant, I'm asking What you. is your question, though? My thing is, would you ever want to know your end date if it was so far away? I'm talking 95, Lori. That's fine. No, I would not want to know my end date because that isn't right to know. Nobody else gets to know. You shouldn't get to know everybody. I feel like this is going to be something that there's going to be a way. No, there already there already things. No, that is that is not the that it's is not, not right. Okay, fine. It's, well, I'm just it's saying. Weird, I, I'm just saying if I had a choice of 115 versus 98. Yeah. To know. Okay. Yeah. Now, now you're changing the question. I pick 98. Okay, but now you're changing the question because you just said, "Would you like to know what is your end date?" Which I assume you mean is your day of death. 
to now choosing which old age. This is completely fakakta and completely uh, it doesn't make Where any would you sense. Want to know? I would here if you're saying would you like to know? Would you rather live to 110 no, or no? No, answer the original question. Okay, yes, I would want to know my end date because I would like to plan out things to know that I have a certain amount of time to get them done. I'm weird like that. But if it's the other one, yes, I would take off a few years of my life if it were later in my life to know the end date as well. Right. So both, uh, yes. Yeah. But I'm going way out, Lori. I'm talking 30 Julia, years. It from doesn't now. matter. What, right? It doesn't matter. It's the intention. It was that, just a question. I don't know if I even want to know mine. I'm going to tell you do that you? the study of Dove, when they go to do a, a test on this yes. and they do survey, it is going to be 80% of people are going to be with me on I, this. I Maybe agree. 85. Oh, yeah. I don't even you know. two are in the minority. Lori, I'm even. not even saying I want to know. I asked a, a rhetorical question. Would you want to know your end date? And I, then I picked two random high numbers, I like really, 98 versus 115. I if I if Those are my choices. I would pick 98. I never said yes. Please don't do this at the fair. Like, do this. <laughs> please... Like, give me better rhetoric. All right, I'm going to start these making are too my questions dark. up. These are too this one's a scary one. This I agree with that. It's, really, a little, it's a little grim. It, it goes against everything. It was only based on the money thing. and what- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You were saying over there, I move on. I hear you, Julia. I hear you. Yeah. No, don't I'll... hear her, Brant. And your Brant. Brant. No, Brant is a new name. New name, Brant. Boy, Grant. Brant. He's Brandt. a Brant. He's there a boy and he's Grant. He's a Brant. Brant. Oh, good Lord. Well, that was because my <laughs> Hello, next... Hello, Brant. My next study was brain waves oh. reveal why men take more risks than women. And I'm like, they needed a brain scan yeah, for that. <laughs> it's called being a boy, having high testosterone. There are some names you will have high testosterone. Testosterone. You have high testosterone. Testosterone. But anyway, I mean, they, they really needed to figure that out. I yeah, mean, that's pretty obvious. It is. It, anybody that's, you know, yeah, that's, anyway, that just seemed like kind of a dumb one. But they do, it was done at the Max Planck Institute for Human Cognitive and Brain Sciences. And that letterhead got my attention. Oh, gosh. When you get that sealed <laughs> document in the mail, it just... Look, I Casey, like, I got something from the Brain Institute oh, today. What? They've discovered the theta rhythm? And oh, then, the, and then I, go through, I go through all that. And that's basically, they're like, oh, brain waves measured something. And men do take more risks. And it has to do something with blah, 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 and, and blah does on it, the side Does of the it brain. say to what age? Because I feel like then at one age, they just stop. Well, because I don't think that's for their whole life. Well, maybe not. I don't think so. I don't think. Because I think if you did brain waves that. of men versus women, it in was their thirty-five 60s. people. It was oh, 30, half men. This isn't ever. even a credible story. Well, Julia, it is. This is how many many studies are done by uh, the Mank Planck's Institute for Human Cognitive. But I think. Brain let me ask you guys this: If there was a study though about brain waves and risks of people in their sixties, men versus women, who would you think take more risks? Women. 
One hundred percent. In their sixties, yes. Yeah, Men sure. get real Men get yeah. later in life. Women get testy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good call. Tom Cruise. Uh, oh, he was he was spotted outside the Hilton DoubleTree Hotel in London after being greeted by two hundred fans as he arrived to resume filming for Mission Impossible Seven, the movie that's been filming for seven years. Wow. Can you? My even... and that is a planted PR story. Good job, uh, Tom's team, <laughs> having that stage photo. Can off. you imagine? How long they've been at that? A long time, but it was funny. He was he had a mask on, and they made sure everyone stayed six yeah. feet away. Okay. And Lizzo has posted something on her. If we what should run into her in the next few days. Okay, where are we going to see her? Back up. Give her six feet of space. You know, this. the problem is, is that we have people who are willfully not wanting to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And this thing is spreading now and kind of exploding. And we're not going to be doing any meet and greets at the fair for this exact reason. I know. We're going to have to ask people. We can't be giving out hugs and touching people unless you present your vaccination card to us. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I like how you laid that down. Yeah. But anyway, so she did this whole thing. I'm not trying to get nothing. I'm not trying to give nothing. I'm right, vaccinated. But right. I can't be having people come up and hug me. And touch it's me when you see drag. me. Julia. No. All right. Moving on. Anyway, that's so, you know, this but Tom just... was doing that while he was making sure that people knew that, you know, he's he a movie was, star still. that he's a movie star and he was happy to interact with everyone. I like that. Keen, as the British say. Keen he's really to interact. Like and that. Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher have, I don't know if they've given an interview, but anyway, it's everywhere. They only bathe their children when they can see the dirt on their skin. What? Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. The, the I, I understand. And the whole idea is that, first of all, we know this living in Minnesota in the winter. The more you bathe, the more your skin gets dried out in yes. the wintertime. If you take hot, long showers yeah. and bath, yeah. your skin gets dried out. Mm-hmm. And these two are very earthy people. Earthy, you yes. can already tell. You can already tell <laughs> yeah. that they kind of smell. Yeah. And I don't I mean, I don't know that it's good. I mean, I th- feel like they're just earthy and this is their thing. I think it's silly. But every because baths are so much fun for kids. Yeah, they have so much fun in a bath. Do they need to take a bath every day? Why are they telling us this? That's That's the bigger question. Jamie Lynn Spears tried to do damage control when uh, you know she said that she hadn't leached off her sister and she'd been a supportive (laughs) sister. Okay, okay, okay. And Adele is going to make go to Vegas as a Vegas residency in January. Get out of town. She's going to earn a thousand pounds a night. Claims U.S. sources. Um, let's breaking see. Breaking news. Yep, the Las Vegas Strip. Wow. This is just breaking news. I just read it. Sources say she's considering res- residency in the Caesars? Strip's newest venue, Resorts World. Oh, they're paying all the money. They they're getting all the big people. Make as much as a thousand pounds a night, which be like what one ten hundred ten thousand a night, hundred twenty. A thousand pounds is only like no a hundred thousand. A hundred. Okay, you the venue's already hosted Celine Dion, Katy Perry, blah, blah, blah. right. Her last concert was June 2017, and it was 97,500 fans at Wembley Stadium. That was so, this. That was when we saw her. I know. So it, that's when she, wow, yeah. yeah, okay. And the capacity of this venue is only 5,000 people, so can you imagine how much she could get for those tickets? And, you know, another reason why they pay such good money, too, like if she's just doing a January residency, this is when Vegas needs business. Absolutely. After the Consumer Electronics Show, then they're dead. And yes, yes. And before the rodeo show. Right. There is it's, stuff happening, but they no, need No, but more. it's yes. January. It that is. would be a reason. And who doesn't need a reason to travel in January? For most 
places. For most places. We just say, yeah, let's get out we of town in January. That. It's it's the, um, oh, you know, the bummer month. Right. Sometimes it feels like, like I always like to have something planned. Well, we've always had the SAG Awards for the last 17 years. I've got Hootie Fest 2022. Hootie Booty. Yeah. yeah. Got, but I mean, we're we're going to LA in February, yeah, I know, so yeah, yeah we're we're going to have a whole different kind of an experience. I hope all of our old dudes we love at Dan Tanner are alive and well. Who's <laughs> still we, standing we, up? We, right, we've got a number of eighty-something-year-olds that you know, with very with very. Healthy drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So they're they're petrified. Right. Or they're, we don't right. even know what oh, it's gonna man. be. I don't know. What is it about us no matter what age we've been? The seventy and eighty year olds love us. Well I just do you know, what can we say? I love a seventy and eighty year old. Yeah, they got the best to, attitude. They're kind yeah, of letting it loose, having fun. Right? No, 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 mm-hmm. no. It, they're just fun to, you know They're so much fun. Play I love with. older people. Yeah. Yeah. I love the lack of filter when I'm hanging out with oh, other God. people. Oh, God. We've got this one guy, Mouse, who's like a legend <laughs> oh. at um, at Dan Tana's and just in life and in the world. And I, I am, I'm almost ready to beg Cousin Michael to go to Dan Tana's and find out, if and he's... find out about Mouse. I'm, you know, just because I need to know. That would be a good one. Yeah. We lost a long time Dan Tana oh. bartender a couple of years ago. Oh. Not even just... It was in the beginning of COVID last March. Yep. Mike. It was a year ago, March. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. We've been at this a long time. Oh, my. I know. How is it possible? And then we have a memory, and then we go, oh, my gosh. Well, time is a construct. Remember, it's fleeting. It's fleeting. And we're managing it uh, to our expectations. And when you're having fun, time moves slower or something like that. Faster. Faster. Whatever. When you're not, it moves like TikTok, TikTok, like right now. All right, everybody have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.